Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean. We're on Spotify. We're also on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, check out the Five Reasons YouTube channel. That's where you can find the post-up 5R after every USA basketball game. For some reason, more people decided to watch the one we did on Sunday then watch the last three Heat playoff games that we did, which is just crazy. Anyway, uh, make sure that you check that out as well as all the new shows. We also unveiled 5R Live. Alex Dano's new show goes on Thursday, every Thursday at noon. Look for more daytime programming on the YouTube channel under that name and check out 5reasonsports.com. That's where you'll find the latest from Brady Hawk, Alex Baumgartner, Austin Robillard, and everybody else in the 5 reasons sports network we also appreciate the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network that includes our friends over at f45 in cooper city you need to get in shape this is the place to do it they specialize in 45 minute fun and innovative high intensity interval training programs i've done it it beat me up but i had a lot of fun doing it it's personal training in a group environment it's not a regular gym it's a community that will keep you engaged and motivated the workouts burn up to 500 calories per session and they help you drop the quarantine 15 if you're still dealing with that month to month no contract memberships available for as low as eight bucks per session that's right just eight bucks per session again you don't have the gym membership that you got to deal with they got discounts for teachers nurses military and first responders again we're sending there's f45s popping up everywhere because it's getting really popular we're sending you to the one in cooper city Make sure you go to the one in Cooper City. The phone number is 954-745-4517. That's 954-745-4517. And that's F45 Training in Cooper City. And now, tonight's episode. Yay. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop with one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. Here's tonight's floor plan. We kind of threw this one together quickly. We were not anticipating a lot of news today, but we have grifting to do. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick and at Five Reasons Sports. we got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. We've got Greg Sylvander. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander. And we've got the chief grifter himself, Adam Barai. If you're not familiar with that, it's because every time we put out news, people try to discredit it, forgetting the fact that we got a lot of news right the last time. So this is a consistent pattern. We got attacked today by people with blue check marks. It makes me almost embarrassed that Greg and I have blue check marks. Adam, at some point, you will have a blue check mark too. So you can actually defend yourself against these very, you know, high-end bourgeois type people on Twitter. All right, let's get to it. There you go, Greg. All right, let's get to it. Um, there was a lot of news that we threw out there today. And again, when we say news, these a lot of this is not like this is going to happen. I've tried to explain this before. It's it's these are things that are being discussed. These are player interests in certain cities or markets. These are you know teams that may be communicating with each other. These are players that teams are looking into. That's what this is. It's not it doesn't necessarily mean something is imminently going to happen, but we hear a lot of rumblings 
we coordinate with each other, the four people on this podcast, and then we discuss what we're going to go public with. And we make sure that at least two of us have something. And then we ask Alex for his opinion. Um, yeah, and that's basically, that's basically how, the, how this works. So I should have said three. But anyway, um, let's get to it. Uh, the, the biggest thing that was reported today by us that got the most attention was Brandon Ingram. And um, Adam, you put out there that Brandon Ingram, and you said this about Colin Sexton before, we've talked about some guys who have interest in being traded to Miami if they're traded. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're asking for trades, but Brandon Ingram has an interest in playing in Miami. This was before New Orleans made another trade today that you, you know, that we reported this. Could you get into the Ingram situation first? Right, and a lot like Colin Sexton, uh, that poses uh they both pose a similar question in my mind it's did the heat have knowledge of that certain player's interest beforehand or did that player know that the heat were pursuing them and then say oh yeah i like that i like that idea uh and that's what's unclear to me for brendan ingram i want to try to find out but what i know for sure is brendan ingram would be happy with a trade to miami i mean a lot of players would be but in this particular case, it's a 23-year-old all-star um, with the Pelicans. And the Heat have been rumored with Duncan Robinson to be in some sort of talks in the near future with the Pelicans. So if, if that, you know, if it makes sense. Not only does it make sense, um, but we've talked about Ingram. We just did actually, Greg, on, on the pod we did the other night. Uh, with Royal, where we talked about the big package and what that could get you. And, and one of the players we talked about was Brandon Ingram, potentially. But also, the reason that Brandon Ingram is interesting is because he's sort of he's, he's sort of a compromise in a lot of different ways in terms of different philosophies. So, in, for instance, we've talked a lot about being on Jimmy's timeline, but also being on Bam's timeline. Well, he straddles those two because he's young. He's on Bam's timeline, but he's been an all-star already. So he's on Jimmy's timeline. He also, I think, sort of satisfies any divide between Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra because he is the type of player that Eric Spolstra would definitely want to utilize. But he also reminds me of a lot of forwards that Pat has had interest uh, in in the past. Now, slightly different weights, maybe, because Ingram is obviously built different. But it reminds me a little bit of a Jamal Mashburn, who was a big-time scorer, who they brought over to be a second or third scorer. It reminds me of his fascination with the versatility of Lamar Odom, who he went after several times before he got him. He went after Lamar Odom on draft night, okay, which is not something that he typically does. So I feel like Ingram satisfies that. Um and I'm going to go to you next on this, Alex. We've talked about the fit, and then we're going to talk about whether something could actually happen, okay? But from a fit perspective, you've loved the fit on Ingram from the beginning. Oh, I absolutely love the fit. I just think it's somebody who, you know, although you still got to fill in, you know, the holes when it comes to, like, the vets and the death and all that, some specific things you want to address specifically, you know, size in the front court because Ingram – that's the one thing he doesn't address at his position, right? Like I'll be fine playing him at the three or four position, but you just got to build smart around him. I don't think that's any type of hindrance towards trading for him though. I think that's somebody you absolutely trade for whether or not the Lowry thing works out just because other guards are somewhat available. You know, you talked about the Sexton thing. They've got, you know, lesser things that are available there from that position. But if you could somehow <laughs> pair the two that is the quickest way to get into contention with the Bucks and Nets. Like, it's just, you know, based on what's actually 
out there now, right? Like not including guys like Damian Lillard and Bradley Beal and, and their situations that are kind of unclear right now. Uh, Lowry and Ingram being able to pair those two would just be an A plus plus off season, in my opinion. And Ingram is just a guy like you need that type of bucket getter, man. He wouldn't be, he wouldn't be the guy running the the actions for you. He would just be the guy finishing. Right. And he is a pretty good playmaker for his position anyways. So I just think this is a team that can really, even though he has defensive issues and the weight stuff, like he's locked into a long-term deal. He's an all-star caliber player and he's very young and he, he really like fills a hole for something you need right now. I mean, can I go on record as saying that like, aside from like a Dame or a Beal, that this is my plan. A, this is my favorite route that the Heat could go is Brandon Ingram for all the things Alex just said, but uh, this is, I, I'd like to kind of get the, the entire room, I'll call it uh, the zoom rooms um, perspective on this. When you saw the trade that took place today between Memphis and new Orleans, which essentially cleared salary cap to the point where, uh, with a couple maneuvers, Josh Hart, Lonzo Ball kind of exiting, um, New Orleans can get to $35, $36 million in space. Like I was always under the assumption as we've been kind of investigating this Brandon Ingram stuff that part of the allure for New Orleans was Miami's willingness to pull together some expirings to take some of those big contracts. And now those contracts are gone. Uh, do you guys think that that has anything, any implications on the Heat being able to cobble together a package for Brandon Ingram? All right, I'm going to do something that I don't typically do. I'm going to make people wait to the other side of the break on that because I want to pivot to that. And I think the Lowry thing plays into it, as does the Duncan Robinson thing. So we're going to make you wait a little bit. This is the old radio tease before we get there. I love when I pull the rug out from under people. I want to tell you about another great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. It's our friend, Mark Brown. If you got any estate planning that you need to do, you need to reach out to Mark. Also, if you need your title taken care of, he's taking care of it for my house. He took care of it for my condo. He's the guy that you got to go to markbrownpa.com, M-A-R-C brownpa.com. He's based right in North Lauderdale, just north of Cypress Creek off of Andrews. You know that area. It's very close to I-95. Again, if you're young with a family, you, know, you need to meet with them to set up plans for your kids. If anything unfortunate ever happens, even if you're older, don't have a family. You should have a stay in where your estate goes. And again, he's got an in-house law firm there, does real estate there, 954-566-5678, 954-566-5678. That's the number to call. Again, it's markbrownpa.com. He's also a huge Miami sports fan. So reach out to him at marcbrownpa.com. All right, let's get to it. That was the radio tease. We're starting to do radio division over at Five Reasons YouTube. And I do think all these things tie together, okay? Because when we were talking about this is how quickly things are going to change over the next 48 to 72 hours, right, into the draft and then after the draft, is that, like, we're talking about Brandon Ingram this morning, and then New Orleans makes a trade, Adam, that puts them in a totally different position, not only in terms of whether or not they might trade Brandon Ingram as David Griffin kind of reconstructs this team to keep his job and keep Zion ultimately, but also whether or not they go after Duncan Robinson and whether or not they are going to be one of the teams. And Mark Stein reported this first a few days ago that will be really in on Kyle Lowry for big money. How does this all tie together from a new Orleans perspective? Well, uh, first glance, it does look like they are clearing money for Kyle Lowry, but I actually think they're clearing money for Kyle and Duncan, not just Kyle, uh, because if you look at it, Duncan is a luxury piece, and a lot of teams know that. Duncan is not a piece you build around, uh, and you only pay that sort of money to a team to a to a team you know that's contending. 
So if you have Kyle Lowry already under wraps for, let's say, $30 million, you want to have a Duncan Robinson on the team with him. So I can see that being the idea. Uh, I don't think Kyle Lowry is sold on just merely accepting $30 million to play with Brendan Ingram, uh, Zion on a team that didn't even make the playoffs. So I do think it is showing us that they're going to be heavy hitters in free agency for a point guard, but I don't think it's just for Kyle. I think it's for another piece, another co- complementary piece aside from that. And it could also be another point guard. Maybe it's a Mike Conley instead of Kyle ultimately, or again, I, for people who don't understand it too, because Lonzo Ball's names come up with the heat. Uh, does this essentially mean that they're out on Lonzo or no? It doesn't have to mean that because now they have the ability where if somebody wants to bring a major offer to him, they can match it and they can feel like in good conscience about it. Like they're not going to be up against any luxury tax kind of stuff. But uh, I, if they want to get the space and that's what everyone's had their eyes on today, it is kind of letting Lowry or excuse me, Lonzo and Josh Hart walk. I mean, if, if they get um, Kyle Lowry, doesn't Alonzo for Duncan work perfectly? Doesn't it make a lot of sense? Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's why, again, one move leads to the next move leads to the next move. Let, let's pivot then to the Lowry situation specifically, um, because when we were talking about Kyle at the trade deadline, Alex, we were talking Miami, Philadelphia, right? Um, and what was the third? Oh, and the Clippers, right? Those were the, the three. Te- right. Well, the Lakers kind of sort of I, I, offer but, of KCP and Kuzma that that by the way Woj said on his podcast was they've offered like, to every team in the league they've yeah. offered it to Shanghai <laughs> they can't um, get a point guard for that type of package who knew who knew uh but but it's it's funny how some of the players around LeBron get overrated at times right um that that tends to happen uh but but now it does seem like there's more teams in the mix for Kyle and so let's have this debate because um you know the the number got out there and Adam you threw this out there three years for 90 is what he's looking for. Barry uh, at the Herald, who, you know, is as credible as anybody here uh, threw out three for 90, but, and then we're going to get into the merits of whether you actually do that. But in your view, Adam, is that really what he's looking for? Or is he just trying to, or his people trying to get the market up to a certain point and he'll end up accepting less? Uh, Yeah. I think three for 90 is what he'll get from a team like the Pelicans. I don't think it'll be from from the heat. This is just me personally, uh, just speaking out loud. It's not sources or anything, but uh, I do think he would accept twenty five million potentially to play with Jimmy. Mm. You see how it is. Um, It feels like the Pelicans. I mean, he's going to use the Pelicans as leverage now to get that money, though. What used to be twenty is now twenty (laughs) five. Right, maybe. uh, But here's that. That's the issue that the Heat had. Why? I mean you could have made the case that they should have traded for him because then now you're not stuck doing this whole charade over a sign and trade. You could have just signed him to a whole boatload of money year one and two, and not even have to worry about a third year. So that's, uh, that's what you have to end up paying for with that third year and with all these other teams and all these suitors. So. All right, Greg and Alex, I'll let you fight over this. Is this good business? I mean, it, I mean, I know you want Kyle, uh, Alex. We we all, I think, have sort of. I mean, we identified Kyle two years ago, really, for Jimmy. Um, but I mean, if you're talking three for ninety, and and there's no option in there, I mean, right? I mean, you're cringing, Greg. I mean, it, no. Like, listen, I love 
the idea of Kyle <laughs> Lowry. And I, I, I do not want to like poo poo this situation at all. Like that's not where I'm coming from. It's just like three for 90. Are we being for real? Like I, I just, I struggle to see how you're going to be able to complement those three guys with the right mix of players uh, when you are that close to hard cap ramifications, because it would be a sign and trade, obviously. And then to get to that $30 million number, I don't know. I just, it feels murky to me, but Adam, to Adam's point, maybe he doesn't come for 30 million per in Miami. He comes a little less. And then that's a little bit more of a, you know, a move that we can all, uh, you know, digest. <laughs> but, but do you end up, let's say that it comes down to a couple million dollars, right? Do you run the risk of pissing Jimmy off? You no. say, how about Sexton? I mean, do you like Colin? What's up, Jimmy? <laughs> he is fond of Colin, but we know that Jimmy wants Kyle Lowry, right? Like, right. like that. Everybody, it's everybody knows it's true, and I think that's a that's a great question that you just posed right there because that's that was kind of kind of be my thing is like is the difference from the expectations of the contract to now what was reported today and all the stuff we're talking about that is that really the I think that's kind of where we differentiate, right? Like to me, that's not, that's not going to take me out of wanting Kyle Lowry. I think that's about for what he provides you on the basketball court. I think that's about his value. Now the third year is the tough part. And ideally everybody here agrees. We, you know, you would, you would want him for two years, 50 mil, you know, maybe with an option, but that's just not going to be the case if you do the sign and trade. And because of that, if you're going to do the sign and trade, you're going to operate uh, most likely or, potentially as an above the cap team, what is that gap in your expectations, you know, financially to the 30 mil now, does that actually make that much of a difference in what you could do with acquiring other pieces? Cause we're just sitting here talking about the last segment about, you know, at least I was pairing Lowry and Ingram. Ingram is signed on, obviously he's way younger. So I'm not even talking about that, but if you're pairing the two, you're pairing two huge contracts because Ingram is making above 30 mil for the next few years. So, I just think like if you can still bring on somebody else, if you're not necessarily locked into Lowry and just exceptions for the next few years, then I'm still all in on it. I'm, I still believe he's worth that because a max all-star player is right now is getting around 40, upwards of 40, 45 mil. But, you, but Alex, talking- you know where Heat fans are going to be in, in a year if if Kyle's missing a lot of time with a, you know, with sore hamstrings. Chris Who Paul has four $30 million players, guys? Who has four $30 million players? That's a lot. It's, well, it's that's cool. the thing. If you're talking about doing that with Lowry and Ingram, I do think. Yeah, that's where I was going with that. Yeah. Yeah. Like you got to have that second piece. It's tough to do if it's just him by himself. But unless you guys don't believe that inking him now, not getting a second piece in the offseason keeps you from getting a second piece in the future, mm-hmm. then I'm still with it. Because I do think like, OK, just just one way to put perspective on this. Right. Like a lot of us were out in the Chris Paul stuff a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So whenever that was because of the option, because of the age, because of the contract. Chris Paul is making around what is it, 45 mil right now. Mm-hmm. Is Chris Paul 15 million dollars better than Kyle Lowry? I'm just going to pose that question. Probably. I not. think he's better than Kyle Lowry by a decent amount. Right. But is he 15 million dollars better? No, I know he's not worth uh, one. Are we talking about winning in the short term on Jimmy's window? Are we not? That's basically what I'm coming down to, because I don't know if Sexton gets it done by himself. We're going to clean up. There's a whole bunch of other things that we're out. We're going to get some short items here uh, after the break. I mean, because we're going to be doing this for several days. So uh, we'll get to it a second before we do. Want to tell you about another great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. 
And that's prizepicks.com. Use that code 5FIVE. You can still do it during the Olympics. You think Bam's going to go over on his rebounds? Bet it, okay, if Pop actually plays him enough. Uh, so definitely go that. Go, go to that. Uh, prizepicks.com. Use the code 5FIVE. You can pair players together. You can go all in, do the power play. You can play the flex play. Had a couple signups yesterday. We didn't even promote it on Twitter. People are just sort of finding it with our code. The code is 5FIVE. That's where you get the great bonus. Get yourself some free money. Play prizepicks.com. It's the best way to play daily fantasy. Yeah, Adam hasn't been smiling. We'll get to that here in a second. Uh, but prizepicks.com. Make sure you play that and use the code. Five. Oh, so you can also, all the Olympic stuff, you can do it there. All right, let's get to it. Uh, also, you can do the, the NFL futures, right? I'm, I'm just trying to give Adam some time to kind of collect his thoughts here because we're going to blitz through some other stuff that, that was out there today. I can't even remember all that was in one of your grifting tweets. Um, what, which, was, which was the other one that got – you had a Lowry one, you had an Ingram one, and then you had one that just kind of uh, – you had like four items in it? Hold on, I got to check. I don't even know. I mean, we just make notes. things up. So, I mean, I, I, I mean, it's hard to recall. That's the problem. There was a Colin Sexton one that they want to wait till uh, post-draft to see uh, where the dominoes land. Now, is that going to be too it. late? I have it. Let me read it to you guys. Heat Go notes. Ahead. This is this is from Adam N. Borai. Which I account is That's how that? you say his last name. The I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. It's the, uh, it's the non-drifting one. Grifty B. Greeper. Go ahead. There we go. The Heat still like Sexton, but willing to see what options open up for them post-draft. Duncan Robinson has big fans in New Orleans, and the Heat may be waiting for a possible Dame Beal request to drop before moving forward with other targets. That okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop something here. Uh, which I haven't really talked about much. Uh, because I got second confirmation on this today. When you say they're waiting on the Beal thing, they are waiting on the Beal thing to, to a large degree. Now, whether it stops them from doing something else. I'm not sure, but they, I know that the organization has not given up on Bradley Beal and that Bradley Beal, and it has been reported and then he walked it back and all the rest of this. But Adam, I know you reported some on this and I've looked into it in the past 48 hours. Uh, You know, he, he is definitely, as we talked about with Lillard, Beal's ready to move. Okay. If the right situation presents itself and particularly if Washington goes a certain direction, I know there was another report today. I don't know who had it. That if Westbrook is gone, that Beal doesn't want to stay there. But I, I just, there's a lot of smoke there. I do think Bradley Beal is the type of player that the Heat have been in on for so long that they would wait for. And we've had this debate here on Five on the Floor many times on whether it is smart to wait for the thing that's not even close to a sure thing. They just did this with Giannis and they did it with Durant in 16 and they've done it many times or whether you make the move Adam from your reporting, like how likely is it that Bradley would actually move? And are you going to need to wait till the trade deadline to have the right pieces to actually make that kind of trade? Uh, no, I think I, I do think if he's going to move, it'll be after the draft. I don't think we have enough time for him to make the request for the wizards to sift through offers and then make a trade before the draft. I just, it's not feasible. These sort of things take months. Uh, so I think if a trade is going to happen, it's going to be post-draft, and that's a really good thing for the Heat if you want Bradley Beal. And I was thinking about this earlier today. The Heat aren't in as bad a position as we originally thought in terms of asset management and getting picks to get a guy like Bradley Beal. 
if you can get your 2023 first round pick back without giving up Tyler Hero, maybe you trade Duncan Robinson away somewhere and you get a 2023 first back, you can trade four firsts, three pick swaps, Tyler Hero, something else. And now you're in the conversation for Bradley Beal. And the funny part about all that is, is that I just heard today that the Heat have looked at, you know, exploring Casey Akpala, Precious Achua. Like if they can get future first round draft picks, even if they're protected and stuff like that, but future picks, not 2021, they want future picks that they would absolutely be open-minded to that. And even to the point of Tyler Hero, but I don't think that's likely. Uh, So, you know, they're, they know they need ammunition to Adam's point. The thing about it that's unfortunate for the Heat is that, we haven't seen summer league yet. I, I feel like the heat would be in better position to move those two guys. Um, I mean, not playing for Nigeria is one thing. And I think precious has looked pretty good. I, I didn't see the game the other day. I know Brady watched it and, and reported on it for our site, but um, I don't think either of them were great, but I, I mean, is it, I mean, what kind of value could they, what is the most other than these two guys being throw in? I'm not talking about Tyler. That's different. That's a legitimate chip, I, but like precious and KZ, like, is, is there any, is there any plus value potentially for them unless they, before they showed out in shum, summer league or something? I think precious could net you a, a protected future first. Agreed. Uh, I think I don't he's think worth that's what he was of, drafted, right? Right. I, I mean, I, I think a 2023 protected first from OKC, you know, isn't out of the possibility. KZ, maybe two seconds. Uh, I think they need to leverage their sign in trades this summer with Kendrick Nunn, Victor Oladipo, and such. I think if you want to make a trade happen, it has to be before free agency ends, but Mm -hmm. after the draft. That's the sweet spot. You can't do it after you sign players because then they're not eligible to be traded until December, January, Mm -hmm. right? So it's got to be before you make your initial signings and after the draft. All right. I got one more question here. We'll get to it after the break. Cause there's one guy we have not talked about very much. Um, Adam had a take on him during the season that we probably should have listened to a little bit more. So I'll let him weigh in on this before we do though, tell you about another great sponsor of the five reasons sports network, our friends over at therapist preferred getting a lot of orders from Miami lately. Why? Because this is great stuff. hundred percent THC free and third party lab verified CBD Founded in 2019 by physical therapists to maximize performance and recovery for active people. They've got the CBD sports cream. They've got the strawberry lemonade gummies. I got some more that just came in for me here today. The green apple gummies. I'm telling you, I have sleeping problems. I can't sleep without these now at this point. Um, that's how well they work for me. So use the code five reasons. It's the number five reasons for 25% off your order plus free shipping on all orders. That's the number five. And then reasons for 25% off your order, free shipping on all orders, make sure you order them. I know three of us on here have already uh, have, have already sampled them and, and have uh, have gone to like them. So make sure you check them out. And yes, all made in the USA, shipped around the country so they can get it to anywhere that you are. All right, the last thing is I saw, I don't even know where this came from today. Uh, somebody reported something on Goran Dragic. Was that Barry? Was that part of Barry's sort of line items on Goran? And, and what was it essentially that, they were going to try to get him back on a, on a smaller deal. Right. Okay. Yeah. Essentially that was it. And that they'd love to have him back, but it it sounds as, um, as separated as they've been from Goran or as I guess, non-emotional as they've been with Goran since he's arrived in my, in my opinion. 
Okay, Adam, you they wanted... almost traded him. Well, well, I mean, before they sort of, before... they sort of did trade him, Alex. They they kind well, of yeah, exactly. Did. It was almost there. It was almost there until you know the Jimmy stuff. They, and, and you know he's going to get that his relationship on the rafters. If he's traded, he wouldn't have because I, I think that the thing that pushed that over the top was the bubble run. So that's probably why. Uh, Adam, you you thought they should trade Goran for a pick during the season, and now it's turning out that was probably true because they would have another pick at their disposal. But let me pose this question to all three of you, okay? And again, sentimentality aside here, relationship with Jimmy a little bit aside, because I feel like as much as Jimmy wants Goran to stay, uh, Jimmy's a little more cutthroat these days too because, you know, I mean, the way things played out with the team. Let me ask you this. Does Goran Dragic have more value to the Heat this offseason as an opted in full value contract that can be included in a trade or does he have more value as a player that the heat brought back at say six million dollars next year if you could have one or the other one or the other i i know adam has not a sentimental bone in his grifter body so i will go to him last i will i will go to greg first on this okay which is it? Six million for this year. Say Goran takes, I'll take two years for 12. Okay. Six million for this year. Or he's a, what is it? 16, 17, 18 million dollars. 19. 19. Sorry. Yeah. 19 million dollars. Maybe even be 20. Hey, let's just round up. Um, expiring contract. So you guys know that I um I've been a big proponent of if they don't maximize those two big team options that I feel like they're not maximizing their, their treasure chest, if we're going to call it a treasure chest. So that's the side of it that I'm on, but I'm, I'm going to talk out of both sides of my mouth because I can do that. And that's that if they all, if everybody like, let's just say they decline the team options on Iggy and Goran, they still have their bird rights. So you could technically stay above the cap, make a bunch of moves, come back to Goran and sign him for $6 million if you can. But the problem with all of that is, is that his cap hold gets in the way. Right. So I just don't see of any relevant way that they're going to, from a timing perspective, be able to make it work. So for me, use him as a trade chip. Alex? Yeah, I'm on the same boat. You know, the sentimentality is still there for sure. Uh, I would like to keep Goron as a backup point guard, right? Who wouldn't? Like, I love Goron. I think it's it just sucks how quickly the decline happened from how great he was in the bubble to all the stuff he had with the short turnaround. And hopefully, you know, he could bring it back up to a little bit closer to what it was before. But when he was, you know, a great six-man rather than just kind of somebody who would play 20 minutes and then you would bench, right? But to me, it's like this is where this is where you're at right it doesn't matter we could talk about all the stuff that happened leading up to this and why they're here but this is where they're at and as a result i think it just makes all of the sense in the world for the reasons that Leif put out there to uh, you know operate as an above the cap team and take advantage of the stuff that you have there because you're committed to winning in this window you know they got a they got a whiff of it in the finals and i just think like they've held on to him for a, a good amount of time. It's not like they just kind of were cutthroat with him. And, and well, look, you, they almost traded him, like I said before, but they, they have given him his fair share of time here. And this is, this is how the basketball world works, man. I think Goran understands that. And it seems likely that he's probably not going to be on the team next season. Adam, should I even ask you this question? I think you should go ahead. <laughs> I will. I know that I said that if a team offers you a first round pick, you need to take it, but I'm going to pull back a little bit. Okay. 
because what I realized is these players from the moment they were signed, they were doomed to be traded. Mm -hmm. That was the reason the team options were put. If you trade Goron for something, you would have gotten a trade exception back right in the middle of the season. You would have gotten a trade exception and maybe a pick, right? Which is good, but you have more flexibility with Goran Dragic on the roster this year so that you could trade him than you would have if you traded him in the middle of the year. Now, who knows what kind of asset you would have gone back. If it was a second rounder, you know, a protected second rounder, whatever it is, that's not going to do you much. If it was an unprotected first, absolutely. You could have done a lot, but right. it's, it, it does you no good to not have that salary on the roster um, uh, this year. I mean, you, you need to be able to trade it. Um, and we saw it with Myers. We saw it with Goron. We saw it with Iguodala. The reason that that second year was put in there is because they were signed to be traded. And it's not the worst going away present in the world um, to be no. handed, handed $19 million at age, what, you know, mid, was he 35? The mortgage um, in Miami will be fine. Yeah. I mean, he'll be okay. He can always come back. Um, I, I, you know, I think everybody would miss him. I, I understand that. But I also think as we've talked about the, this Riley had his sentimental off season. <laughs> he doesn't have two in a row. And uh, I think, I think that's what we've learned uh, during this process. All right. Check out uh, all of our sponsors, prizepicks.com. Use the code five therapistpreferred.com. Use the code five reasons. You get good stuff with all of this F 45 Cooper city. Make sure you mention us. And again, one go to the one in Cooper city. I don't even remember the other sponsor. We had so many sponsors on this damn show. Uh, we appreciate everybody sponsoring it. It'll come to me as soon as we finish here. So just check out all of our sponsors, mybookie.ag. Use the code five, Miami Grill, Biscayne Bay Brewing. We appreciate all you guys. We'll be back probably tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network.